Hello, and welcome to another episode of Signal from Jano Media. In this episode, we're going on location. Yeah, that's right, you're coming with me. We are taking a trip up to Shropshire, or down, depending on where you are. Uh, what's in Shropshire? I hear you cry. Well, plenty of things, but most relevantly for this episode, Shropshire is where we will find metal detectorists Chris and Dawn. Now, Dawn's YouTube channel, Digger Dawn, featured in one of our recent contented newsletters here at Jano Media. If you're not subscribed, please head over to the Jano Media website to do so now. Uh, contented is a collection of the best bits and pieces that the team here have been enjoying week to week. And we love Dawn's channel. It's got over 26,000 subscribers. She posts a video, I'd say, once a week, once every 10 days. And the videos are basically a collection of moments from each of the metal detecting excursions she goes on. And they are made up of point of view shots of the ground as she runs her metal detector over it. And then once she's got a good signal on the machine, she digs a little hole. And then we get the point of view shots of the soil she's investigating to find whatever it is that she's just detected. And that, that's where the videos start to get really exciting because you're trying to spot in the video what it is that she's also looking for that the detector has, has picked up. And she locates the item, she rubs all the soil off it and, and reveals whatever it is. She also does these cutaway shots, you know, pieces to camera of her talking about the bits and pieces she finds, you know, any history she might have off the top of her head. And then she also slices in shots of her famous... Benny Hill-style celebratory dances when she finds something really good. At the end of the video, there's usually some shots of the items after they've had a bit of a clean-up at home and she's found out some history for us. I'll tell you what, rather than me keep banging on about this, um, here is the audio from one of Dawn's videos from a couple of years ago. It's had 81,000 views, this. Uh, it's a pretty windy day, so you can hear that on the audio. And there's a couple of bars of music you'll hear, which she's laid over the victory dance that she does. So she's already had a pretty good day by this point in the video. She's found a little silver spoon handle, a Victorian penny. But her third find of the day tops them all. Here, check this out. It's a cuppy bit on the end because it's only very tiny. Probably a christening spoon or something. But I can't find it, but I'm just hoping that the marks are on it, but... I don't care, even if it's bent and it's like that, that's a silver spoon and it's always been on my bucket list. I hope I find a, um, what could I find next now? Silver thimble. Oh, I'm having a brilliant day, honestly. I can't believe it. It's brilliant. Just looking around this hole, trying to find the, the end of that spoon. Come across a coin. I think it's a, oh no, it's a button. It's quite a big button, that, isn't it? Now this was a lovely signal, a bit like that sixpence. Come on. Shut up. I haven't got it attached to my headphones so you can hear, by the way. Just, uh... <laughs> well chuffed with that little spoon. Oh, I really am chuffed to death with that little bit of spoon. Oh, I wish I could find the spoon head. Right, I just seen so I can't look. Oh, please, I can't be another. Can't be three in a row in this place. 
It can't be. It only is. I can't believe it. Honestly, if you see how remote we were, you just won't believe it. What is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? Let's do the big reveal. I can't believe it. I'm well chuffed. Oh, come on, be a William the Third or something. I've never had one of them either. I think it's a William the Third. I think it is, Kev. Oh, if it. Oh, oh. What is it? Let me get me. Let me get my glasses on. <gasps> it's either. It's either. I can't even speak. I'm excited. See the William the Third with a face, and I've never had one of him. Or oh, it's a George the Second. It's a George the Second. George the Second. George the Second. Oh my God! I've never had one of him before. Oh, 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 Phil! I'm gonna faint. Oh. <laughs> Look, George the Second. Oh, fantastic, George the Second. Now it turned out not to be a George the Second. Um, if memory serves, it was something even older, even better, actually. But that's neither here nor there. The point is that these videos have an unbelievably addictive quality. You cannot stop watching them. They are fun. They're exciting. They are funny. And what makes them so watchable is in no small part Dawn herself, who is endlessly enthusiastic about whatever she finds. Buttons, buckles musket balls, horse or ox shoes, bullets, all sorts. We wanted to know more about Dawn Metal Detecting and her YouTube channel, so I was chuffed a bit when she invited me to join her and her metal detecting buddy Chris, who is also a big metal detecting cheese, on one of their excursions. So I took all my recording gear, jumped in the car and rushed to Shropshire full of anticipation about the gold coin hoard I was certain we would find. I arrived in Shropshire at about 11.30am. It was a blissfully sunny day. It was the first really great day of weather that we'd had so far this year, actually. After Google Maps abandoned me around the Shrewsbury area, I still managed to find the location Dawn had given me for our rendezvous. I pulled up and clambered over a five-bar gate. Walking across a very sun-scorched field towards two figures in the distance wafting something across the ground. <laughs> I think I can already hear the beeping. Hello! Gotcha! Have I missed anything? Uh, no more tarts, we'll just Dawn is immediately engaging, a huge smile and sharp eyes peering out from underneath a baseball cap. Sun-kissed from hours spent outside, and like me, she loves a bit of chunky silver jewellery. Her mate Chris was incredibly knowledgeable about the history of the area, and just like Dawn's, his excitement and passion is immediately infectious. I asked Dawn why she'd chosen this field for our dig today and if they'd found anything so far. You'll hear a little bit of traffic noise from the 
historic, as it turned out. A483 in these recordings. Yeah, I mean, I love this field. The reason being why I love this field is because just over there, we found the best Roman silver I've ever found in eight years. It wasn't just a, any Roman silver, it was an immaculate condition. Yeah, like it would be 2,000 years old, just there. And apparently he said that road and that road used to be Roman. We're at a T-junction um, where you can go um, right and you end up in North Wales and left you can go down towards the, the, down the marches that way. So, But that's where we are. We're, we're right, it's like ground zero for history. There's that yeah. many castles packed into this we a, Yeah, we found a William III sixpence over there. I think this is most interesting. We don't, we've got no idea where it is. It looks like a bent nail. But it used to have a bit of, it's had a hinge or something of mm. some sort there. So it's hinge, it's summit. So it could be something. Can I have a little yeah. touch. Yeah. And the that's quite interesting. That that um, ox shoe rather than a horseshoe. Yeah. So ox shoes can date back very quite old as well. Yeah. Because who's, who's shoeing an ox? Well, they, they <laughs> have to walk the oxes to market, oh, yeah. you see, and they can't just do it on their own. So that's half yeah. of the, from a cloven yeah. hoof, isn't it? So. Yeah. Wow. How, how do you know it's an ox shoe as opposed to the size to... of it is where it's thin at the top and it would never survive as a horseshoe so right. thin at the front right. as you'd imagine. I mean, them are not really good fans. So but I mean, it's, but it's, we, it's we like that's why we like it because it's history. Yeah. After our dig, Dawn, Chris, and I imbibed some well-earned diet cokes in the local pub. You can hear a little bit of background noise in these sections, so sorry about that. But it was a chance for me to delve even deeper into the world of metal detecting. I started off by asking them whether they can sort of predict what they're going to find in the ground, depending on where they go. Yeah, years. I mean, if you look on um, maps, you've got to look really back at the history of Britain, mm. where the battles were and who was invading who at what point. But you'd expect different parts of the country to expect to find different things. So Colchester yeah. and that way you'd find so, a lot more Roman. But and where we are here, we're on the middle of the marches, the Welsh marches. So, so it's Ed, Edward the First's castles. So we, you're going to find a lot of um, Edward the First bits and pieces around this way. But like where I live in Rochdale, for example. Um, that was very industrial, so it was like the start of the Industrial Revolution. We came from very near where I were. It was when the very first with the wool millers, and then they changed onto cotton, and they started the cotton, and then it got took into Manchester in the big cities. But because of that, it was really, really um, quite a wealthy place for workers, and that's why if you come into Rochdale where I am, you'll find Victorian coins, George III coins everywhere. So I've got so many. That you won't believe it, but that's but you, you, again, you come to shops, you're not going to find that. Rochdale was the start of the co-op, you know, the co-op shop. So co-op started in Rochdale, where I, I'm from, and they still got the original shop there. It's all like a museum now. So the very first shop. But enough, I'm over the moon if I find an old Rochdale co-op token. So again, it depends on every area's got its own little thing. And like so, so is is there a north-south divide as well in terms of the sort of richness of stuff. I think there's an east-west divide. Yeah. I don't, well, there is near me anyway, because, I mean, you, I've got the Pennines, I'm at Lancashire side. There's only the Pennines, which is a few miles over the hill. Yeah. But you go over to Yorkshire, and there's Roman stuff and everything over there. There's loads of stuff, in there? And yet, on my side of the hill, there's nothing. You were talking, Grace, in the field about like, it doesn't matter what you find. Yeah, it's, fi it's finding the joy, at, like, it's, it's a coin, one of Dawn's phrases. Well, it's got to be. It, it, well, it's definitely something, but it, but, it, but it definitely is, and it's and it's the way that that can carry away with your minds and just you're like time travellers, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, And yeah, you're literally definitely. thinking, 
zap back to that time who's dropped this who's had that who's walked through here what else could possibly be here and then, and you're just Im immersed isn't it that's the only yeah. way to explain i found um, an old half pence once and a a clog clasp you know it was a clasp off a clog that kept your shoe together and a really poor man's copper ring and i wrote a story in treasure hunting magazine about the three items how they got lost and stuff it was quite tragic <laughs> but um you well, know not a fictional story. Yeah, you made up a story. I made up a story about how these three things got there, and uh, but you you have a little. I always have a little commentary story running in my mind. Do you? Mm, always. You know who, how did it get there and who put there and what did it mean to them when they dropped it and you know and especially when you find some big big coins you know like half crowns from eighteen hundred. I mean that would have been probably like a month wait. Well, a couple of weeks wages, wouldn't it? But yeah, yeah. Some, when you hit upon that little spot of the field, that's loads of signals, and, you, and you, it really tells the picture of who's here. One per, I mean, we always find stuff around the bottom of trees, and I like to think it was because people were shading on a hot day. I know some of my friends think it's because people go there for a, a wee and a poo, and when they pull the pants <laughs> down, the guys fall out. I mean, valid. So with that delightful image in our minds, let's journey back to the field not around the bottom of any trees, thankfully. But I was really interested in that sort of story-finding element of metal detecting. You know, being able to feel the history of the ground that you're stood on with each find. Yeah. You know, when that found that Roman the, the other year, I, I, was, I could visually see the Roman walking across the field and I thought, he dropped it then, didn't know, and you know, carried on walking. And I was imagining the plague and everything that's gone on in the world for 2,000 years. And I thought, I've just been sat there waiting for me to come along. For me, it's those more personal things. It's like the buttons, the things to lace up your garment, the, the thimble with your initials on it. Those personal items that are lost that someone, I mean, before there were zips and buttons and that, you needed a bodkin to lace yourself up with, like or a corset, which is like a, a curved needle, which allows you to put the, but you haven't got that. You suddenly can't get your, your thread through the hole. So you literally would go to the bathroom, get it undone, but you couldn't cut it back together. <laughs> So, yeah, the person would have been lost without it. You look at down south, especially around Kent and um, Norfolk and all that, that's where everybody landed from, you know, from Finland, and they all came over that way. So every time Britain got invaded by the Anglo-Saxons or Vikings or whatever, they all landed on that east coast and, that, and they, you know, dropped all the stuff there, but they never bothered going over the Pennines. Yeah. I think they saw them hills and thought, oh, stuff that is raining too much. <laughs> we'll just stay on the east coast. The thing with metal detectors, you've always got to have the landowner's permission. Okay. And it don't matter where the land is, somebody owns it somewhere. Of course, yeah. So even if you see something that looks like a bit of a scruffy moor, there'll be somebody that owns that. And, you, and you've got to get permission to go on from them. Yeah. It can be verbal written, it depends how you want to do it. But if I just suddenly went on a field over there, and that if someone come up and said, oh, what are you doing? I could get arrested, have all my, my stuff took off yeah. me and get fined. Yeah. I think it's deemed the same as stealing, really. Mm -hmm. You know, going in someone's house and saying, oh, look, I've just found a watch. As the day went on, I got a real handle on the sort of sense of responsibility that comes along with metal detecting, a, a respect for the history and a feeling of being quite privileged to have such a direct through line to that history. And this wasn't to be taken lightly. It was to be approached with a certain sort of honourability. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's, you know, like with every hobby, there's a like a code of conduct, 
and the code of conduct with metal detecting obviously is look after the land so make sure you leave the animals alone and you you're shutting gates and you're not leaving gates open you're not leaving a mess you're not leaving your your red bull can behind and things you're picking up what you find and you're taking it home and most importantly you're allowed to be there you've got the landowner's permission because that is the biggest um it most difficult thing actually for starting to metal detect is actually getting the land so tell me a bit about where you can and can't go. Well, um, the whole you, you can go detecting places without any permission, which is which is a good thing, and all you've got to do is uh, abide by the rules, and that's the whole of the outside of the UK. Well, ninety percent of it, which is owned by the Crown Estate, so you can go and detect on a beach. However, you do need to notify the Crown that you found found some bits and pieces. So, but you to get when you're inland, you really do need to speak to not the tenant farmer, not the guy that's renting the field. It's the Landowner. It's easy once you've got permission and you've got the trust, that opens up loads of things because then people see you and oh, so and so's got a metal detector. I've been called so many times, as you have, to try and find stuff because people know that you detect there. It's so it's um, and then that opens up more and, permissions. And the, and well, and I think as well, a lot of landowners all know each other, don't they? Yeah, yeah. So if one's let you on, the, the, the others are a lot more likely to let you on then because they'll say, oh, yeah, and all sorts of body. And, and the, you, you're not pestering them. You're cleaning up their land. You're abiding by all of the, the you know, the, the rules of the countryside code. You could, your housekeeping's good. The field's left as it was. The rubbish is gone. And then if they see that and they see the fines as well, and then uh, you know you've done it right and you've always got to be prepared for the, that man to go oh, do you mind if i have that so we've always got that in our minds as well yeah. i mean that it's not ours and if if we find something amazing it's not ours it's property of the crown whether you're on rented land or the beach if it's classes of treasure it's property of the crown so i mean the other thing with permissions as well is depending upon where you are i mean a lot of the farms in in lancashire where i am because there's not really any treasures found in that area yeah. Most of the landowners will say, if you find anything, you can keep it, love, you know. Whereas if you went to Norfolk or somewhere down there where there is potential of big gold hoards, they're a lot more choosy, those landowners, than the man in Lancashire. So, it, it, again, finding permission is dependent upon which part of the country you're in. Right, and, and the relationships you might be able to forge with someone in Norfolk might be a bit more strict or something a bit more yeah well there were probably a lot more written contracts about what's going to happen if this is found whereas if you go up north and you yeah, know the, like, the, they're just like have at it it's all right just keep it <laughs> <laughs> you won't find anything yeah. I went, i'll give it a go <laughs> certain historical sites that like scheduled monuments are called yep. you're not allowed anywhere near them right. for good reason you know like the i mean but you can't, can't go near castles Castles, oh my god, the stuff that must be around. Yeah, the... can't go around <gasps> castles. <laughs> It'd be Not unless you've got a TV program. Right. So if there's anybody, you know, because TV has a little bit of clout, don't they? Course, yeah. So if anybody in TV wants me to detect round um, Conway Castle or anywhere like that, send a cameraman and get permission from me and I'll, I'll do it for you. <laughs> right, it was about time I finally got to grips with the technology bit. So pay attention. So you can hear in your headphones. Any signal, small or big, yeah. that the end of the detector yeah. is picking up. Yeah. Uh, there's been history dropped in this field for 2,000 years. So, that, you know, there could have been a path over there, then a path over there. So, really, just we're just going for, at the minute, very little iffy signals. And those might be coins that are on the, the end, you know, up that way. 
So you're only literally tapping the top of it, you know, not a big flat one that's going burp, 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 yeah. but you're listening for little... Just the edge of it. Yeah. So you're picking up the edge of it. Yeah. yeah. You cannot yeah. tell from a number what you're going to dig up. The number on your no, machine? Yeah, yeah, no. So you can't... I mean, if an 84 comes up, Usually that's what a Victorian copper penny would be. Got it. On a Garrett machine, or one that's at one to 100, it would come up about 84. Um, but it doesn't guarantee it is, because there's other things that are 84, like a nice can of Coke, yeah. you know, <laughs> um, a nice big bit of, you know, a big welding pipe, you know, and that <laughs> sort of thing in there. Yeah. So you can't guarantee it. So, so the know. tiny beeps are better than the okay, big beeps. So to explain yeah. I mean, when I very first started, I didn't use to wear headphones. Right. And um, everyone used to say, you're missing it singing, you need to wear headphones. And for about two years, I didn't know what they were talking about me. It was either a beep or it wasn't. And then I started wearing headphones and, and it sort of sings to you. So it sings to you in different sizes. And I can't, that's the only way I can explain it. It's very, very hard to explain. But 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 a small beat means something small and so you want it just a very nice yeah so it, I still didn't get it even after I put Dawn's headphones on to have a listen for myself and then as if on cue it's going a bit low now sometimes when you just disturb the ground and you disturb the angle of the ob item whatever it is sometimes it re reveals itself then to be a ring pull or something something made out of iron oh no 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 it's got the, it's got the potential to be a little silver coin this you know actually And as if all this wasn't exciting enough, I got to be in the video. Right, look, I'm just going to film it just in case it is something, if that's all right. Mm. Yeah. You don't mind if you're in it sometimes, do you? Of course not, of course I've already not. mentioned you. Right, it was a really nice signal, this. And you know, I told you that lady from um, Jamal Media came up. She's here now, look. There she is, she's with a big furry thing. Looks like a hat to me, that box. Anyway, she said it's for a mic. So, anyway. We're under pressure because she's watching. 53 was nice. Come on. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, it's a little wire thingy. <laughs> <laughs> Not that good then. So it's, an, it's just an electrical wire. But I suppose it could be classed as a ring thing, sort of. More on ring yeah. things later. That's not, not going to impress Mrs. Jan or Media. I'm, I'm impressed. <laughs> oh well, you can't win them all. It was high time for a break by that point. The sun was bearing down on us and between us we were cutting around quite a few kilograms of equipment. So it was time for a recharge. What's your favourite? Do you like a biscuit? I tried to give up Chris for the month of May. No, I'll tell you when I failed it. It was a, it was a combination. Well, I picked up a few tips on lawn care. Chris snuck off to detect in a far-flung corner of the field. Okay. And then. So I think it's the. Oh, wait. Oh, is he had joy? He had joy. Oh, we're talking about gardens. I'm stuck. What? It's a big one. I think so, yeah. Hang on, let me throw my stuff on the floor in excitement. 
<laughs> Stay around this side if you can. And you with the quad bat. <laughs> I've, I've left it right so you can see. You see that there? Yeah. Is it? I've left it in the clod for you there, look. Can you see that? <gasps> it's oh, it's got to be an amid that, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. But let oh. me just, I'll do much what you should. Look, you look sassy, can't see it. You just be selfish with your finds. Come out the shadow. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's. Oh, it's definitely going to be an hammered kind, that, and it don't be a button, don't be a button, don't be a button. It's too thin to be a it's button. Too thin, yeah. But this I think is that you've little, done it. Little. Oh, it's a, it's a Commonwealth one, I think. Oh no, no, not a Commonwealth. No, it's not. Oh, oh. it's definitely trembling. <laughs> That's only for Cromwell sort of days. Just going to be careful not to rub. Oh, it's pierced, is it? No. I don't know what it is. I'm all excited. Though. Oh. Can I have a look? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my thing and then I'll, I'll, I'll roll it. Yeah. It, right, so it could be day between 1500 and, and so 1100. What I'm gonna do is just. Depending on what it is. Spray it, but it's got a hole in it. If it's pierced. got a hole in it, it's not actually a coin anymore, it's deemed as an artifact. Okay. Okay. Is it a blanker? No, it's um, it's got something on it, but I'm just gonna pause it again now. So that makes it not a coin now, it's um, a relic. It could be dangerous treasure, yeah. It could be dangerous treasure because it's not actually one singular so, coin so now. You'd have to show the finds liaison officer. Oh, it is that bit, I can see the edge. Yes, oh, just, um, Langy! I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, great stuff, but we, uh, it looks like Elizabeth first to me. Because you know, you know, Sassy in um, Elizabeth the first wasn't that popular, and they used to rub her face off. <gasps> no, so yeah, it used to happen to like quite a few of the monarchs, Charles the first <gasps> as well. But really, um, I never knew that. But uh, it's sort of like loyalist thing, they might keep this on as like a token of their loyalty to. Ah, oh, well done, Langy. Oh my God. By the time we got to the pub later, Chris had already done a little bit of research into his shiny oh, silver find. I haven't been able to find which monarch or whoever it is at the moment. I'm thinking it's it's um, from Europe rather than Britain. And it's been pierced, which means it's probably been kept as a pendant, so which makes me think that it's probably either someone close to their heart, like maybe Charles I, uh, a royalist has got it, for instance, they do those. But this could be someone from Spain, this might be a real, and they've come to work in Britain and they've kept a little piece of their homeland tied around the neck on a chain. Or it could have just been put on there for loose it's a change. It's romantic story. I am a romantic person. It is. <laughs> that's the story. <laughs> <laughs> Always the story. Yeah, I mean, got to have got why was it pierced? Because none of the other coins are usually pierced. And, and that takes it from being a silver coin over 300 years old to potentially being, need to, I'll need to record this as potential treasure because it is a pierced coin. And that turns it then from into being a coin into a piece of jewellery. Yeah, so, so then, then it's changed into treasure now. Almost losing sight of why I'd actually come to see Dawn in the first place. I wanted to know more about her YouTube channel and, and how she creates her content. And so when you're filming your content, have you got like a POV camera? I'll show you how my you cameras, it? right? Go on. Show you my professional setup. Go on, that's what I'm here for. 
Right. So we've got. How do you do it? This strange sticks here. Yeah. And this is known as glam cam. <laughs> right. It's a very old Note Galaxy Note 4. Very, very old. But it's got magical powers. So I've got it on a stem with a tripod with three light long sticks. And then I hook it over the top of my metal detector that's on a spade. So I'm always at a funny angle. Because you can't always find a tree or something, you know, so a lot of time I have to feel film in a field. Yeah. So I just put it there. Switch it on, you see. Sassy was just asking how I set my camera up, you see, and just showing her here. Genius. See? We have to bend over at a funny angle, but that can't be helped, that. I mean, if you're in a field and you're looking for something to balance on, you've only got a detector in the spade, don't you? <laughs> These are the secrets. Yeah, giving the secrets away. <laughs> <laughs> See, so that's that's any forward-facing things. Or if, if I've got trees or somewhere, and for dancing, I can balance it on fences or anything. Yeah. So I do all that sort of shots with that one. And when you say for dancing, that's your ce your celebratory dances that you do. When you yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, speeded up Benny Hill dances. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then this is my Galaxy S twenty one Ultra. Okay. So I do all my close up and shots and filming that what's coming out of the hole with these and, okay. and everything. Okay. Why are the two different cameras? Two different phones. Um, you could do it all on one. Well, this one, the S twenty one Ultra, being the newest, it really picks up fine lines. Right. If you know what I'm trying to say. Gotcha. Whereas glam cam doesn't pick up the fine lines quite the same because there's not as many pixels, you see. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that is very well thought out. I always say to people, do you want a picture on glam cam? You'll only look six, you know, if they're about 14. Glad <laughs> <laughs> to admit about glam cam. Makes me look like a newborn. <laughs> <laughs> So why 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 did where did the YouTube channel come from, Dawn? Why why did why did that become such a thing? Well, um, I'd had an, I had a YouTube account, and um, I'd had it for about four or five years or something or other, and I'd, I'd put um, a video of my cat on it, and only had four views, you know. So I I, I just cat. so I treat, <laughs> so I thought YouTube was sort of something technical. Going back to the technical thing again, where you had to do special things on it to get noticed, otherwise it was just a lot of a video album. Do you know what I mean? Like I think Instagram's a photo album. I just thought it was a video album. You know, you could put your videos on. I didn't really think anybody would watch them, to be honest. I was doing, At the time, I worked with like a lot of sports blogs and um, they were all rugby and football. You know what they're like for banter? So there was me and 15 sports blokes and I always had to hold me on. I said, I'm going to metal detecting this weekend. Well, that was it for a full week. The whole office was just like direct banter at me. So I made a video really, half, you know, like a bit tongue in cheek. And I thought, we can just share it and we can have a laugh at work. You know, I can put it on the thing and show them where it is on my video album. And then blow me, it was people watching it thinking, what's happening? Where are they coming from? I thought, oh, make another one then. So I just kept making them. And I've, I've made, so I've made videos uh, since the day I started metal detecting. But for people that have followed my story, or you still get people now that go right back to the beginning, I'm an absolute got no idea about anything. I didn't know what the words meant about, and you know, like we talk a lot about discrimination in metal detecting, but obviously it's not the same discrimination as what we know in society. It means that, you know, that you're just knocking out the metals so you can't hear certain things. Got it. But, you know, for a new person who's saying, well, 
alter your, your, your sensitivity and knock out your discrimination. It was like, I might as well have been talking Japanese to me. I had no idea what we were talking about. So we're going on internet and then he was getting, sorry, shut your ears, Chris, a lot of man speak. You know, when they've got to be overly technical, they can't tell you anything normal and straight. straight. And it was like, what's sensitivity? Uh, what's Don't ask me. <laughs> what's discrimination mean? And it was getting all this technical stuff. And all it means is knocking out the iron. Why someone couldn't tell me just knocking out the iron instead of doing all this tech speak? So after that, I was on a mission then as I was learning to share what I was doing. And so, you know, I was then saying, look, discrimination just means this. And I was talking in, in like really simple, I was simplifying down everything. And um, and then because I think because of that, there was a lot of people that started following me and they were either trying to help me. I had one lot of group people that were trying to help me because I was so hopeless. And then there was another lot of people that were learning off my mistakes, you know, as I was going along. So it's been a big journey, really. My, it's not just a channel that's just yeah. it's my whole story of, of everything. And that's what people love, isn't it? You obviously yeah. had something really authentic. And I'm just, well, I think I'm just myself on it. So exactly. I mean, I share, as well as just being metal detecting, I share me, me little life of what's going on, if you know what I mean, you know, about... You're just uh, immersing people into your days detecting it's great yeah, yeah. yeah. passion yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it, and the turning uh, a rusty piece of washer well, into a the famous ring thing that everyone's now posting <laughs> <laughs> I've, what i do everybody every time you go out metal detecting you always seem to find a rusty ring you know it's just just a big old ring thing <laughs> <laughs> so because you always find one it's always you know like chris was excited because he found that hammered Whereas I didn't really find much today, did I? But I did find a ring thing right at the beginning and I was excited as your hammered, weren't I? So I, I, I hold it up and then I always sort of line the hole in the middle with a tree or a person or something and then and a lovely sky at the top. And I always go, oh, look, it's a ring thing. <laughs> the amount of people that are now posting and their the, ring And things. in my group and everything, there's loads of rusty nails from all over, Scandinavia, Germany, everything. Look, like it is a ring thing. Yeah, trying to get them rated by you. And, yeah, and then they even say we could hear you saying it while we were looking at it. It's a ring thing. It's a ring thing, that. yeah. So now, you see, I've brought joy to a lot of people's reality metal detecting days because when they find a ring thing now even they're as happy as if it was a hammered mm. coin yeah yeah it's round and i found it in the ground yeah that don't listen you getting all these <laughs> little so sayings do watch so, so let's just recap on the on the phrases we've got it's a ring thing it was round i found it in the ground yeah. it's definitely a something it's definitely something it's yeah. definitely something there's a few isn't there yeah yeah there's this uh, i've not they just of, happened uh, i've yeah. not made them up but i just i've always yeah. had me on a bit of a squeaker no, that's yours, yeah, that's squeaker. Yeah, squeaker. Yeah, oh, nice squeaky one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then there's buzzing when I, I do meet... You know, the, the, you know, like the, the pinpointer goes through your headphones? Uh, yeah. Well, before that was invented, you, you, your pinpointer was just going bzzz all the time. Quite annoying, really, weren't it? Mm. So, bzzz. Anyway, when the, the MS3 wireless stuff came out, for the, the metal detectors, yeah, it meant you. that your headphones were wireless and they could pick up your detector and they pick up the pinpointer. So when you hear it in your ears, it's not as it's not as harsh, is it? So I went all silent. You see on my videos, and people kept saying, "I'm missing the buzzing, I'm missing the buzzing." So I started having to. When it's something good now, I have to go because you because you're creating a. An experience for people, and, that, yeah, and if that, an element of it d drops off, they get upset. Yeah. 
So that's where the buzzing came from as well, isn't it? Yeah, I, th I think it's like I say, it's that immersion into your world and the, the inner treasure hunter that we all learned about when we were kids and getting, uh, everyone's got it in them. And yeah. I think that's why everyone likes the journey. Fantastic you know? as well. Yeah. I know there was this lady sent me um, a message and she had, she had a little son, he had autism and he was like mute, he didn't talk with anything. And he absolutely loved my videos. And every time he used to say fantastic, he used to jump up and down. And she sent me a video of this lad mm. who doesn't engage with anything. And every time I said fantastic, he would jump up and down like all excited. Oh, it warmed me out. I honestly brought a tear to my eye, that did. I was a teacher for 18 years. I used to work in a special needs you know, department. And uh, I loved it in there, don't get me wrong. I had such a good time in there with them. I really got on with all the kids. I miss them actually a little bit. But uh, it, was, it was challenging in the fact that they, they, you had to be a mum, a psychologist, a teacher, a friend, everything. You had to be everything. Um, and when you used to get home, you'd be absolutely physically and emotionally empty, you know, like. And I used to come out metal detector on a Saturday and it, it was like I'd been charged in on a fast charger. And I could just feel myself, like, recovering. Now, the odd, odd times, I hadn't been metal detecting for whatever reasons. I had found myself shouting at them a little bit the second week. So it's that, like you keep saying, meditative it focus. It is. And, you know, I think calm. it is proper meditative because sometimes you can set off metal detecting, it can be about 10 past 10. And then you look at your watch and it's quarter to one. Yeah. And you, you don't know, what, you have no idea where time went. So it's, you must be out of it a little bit for, yeah. you know, and that's usually because you're just staring and walking. Yeah, and yeah. Feeling when you find something amazing that you couldn't replicate it in anything, could you really? It's 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 totally different to seeing your firstborn or whatever. Like no, it's it, it's all the expectation, the and then when you've hit the signal, it's, I like to slow release it all. It, it for mental health, metal detecting is as good. There's a lot of um, uh, military guys that've got PTSD yeah, use PTSD, metal detecting a lot as of well as fishing, and it's like with anxiety. I've sort of reached that age where I was just heading for nowhere. And you know, and you think, well, I'm too old to go nightclubbing now. You know, I'll just look stupid if I don't. <laughs> uh, it's the inner peace, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I can't be asked running, oh, I can't bother running uh, marathons. I used to run half marathons quite a lot. But you thought, oh, I can't do that now. My knee's a bit funny and my ankle's a bit funny, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my shoulders are right. You know, but and then, and I was thinking, God, what is this my life? What we're going to do? You know, like, because I am a bit of a loner, you see, as well. I can say that. Uh, and then started metal detecting, and it just changed my entire life because I've made such loads of good friends, which I didn't have before. And then I've got something to research, and I've got yeah. something to find. I mean, it's the research is as big as as anything, isn't it? Yeah. You usually got a little dialogue running in your mind: Oh, I need to go here. I need to go to Aldi. I need to have this. But all that stops. Yeah all stops and you just for that moment you're just there aren't you yeah it's it's, it's pretty it's very difficult to describe but pretty spectacular feeling mm. i can't think of anything else that can match it i think it's just the movement as well isn't it your eyes are scanning the floor and every hole every single target every step can be the big one even if you find a, an old can like we did today it don't matter because the next one could be a gold palsy ring you know, and then when it's not, it's a bit of lead. You just, well, it doesn't matter. Next one could be a Silver George third, And it just goes on and on and on. At the minute, I'm on a, a bit of a dry spell, which means not really finding anything, but that's how it goes, you know, because you do. But it's good that, in a way, because 
I like a dry spell because instead of finding something mediocre, when I've done my dry spell, I'm going to find something fantastic. I reckon I'm going to find an order something. Yeah, and it goes on and on because you, you're thinking about where you're going to go to and then you get excited charging your stuff up that you're all full of optimism and then you get out and then you... You're fine now, but then you've had a lovely day and it's been sunny and the birds are singing. And then you go home and then you think, well, next week I'm going to find... And yeah. it just rolls, snowballs, doesn't it's, it? It's, uh, it can get a little frustrating when you're not finding stuff. Of course it can, you know, um, but it's that's easily just overshot with, like, Dave's died today. I mean, the amount of times that we've laughed in the field till it hurts yeah. about ridiculous things. Oh, it's yeah. just, you know. But uh, but yeah it's yeah it's it's just so it's got so many good levels it's it's difficult to describe it you, if you could bottle it it'd be it'd be. If priceless. I had got to the age that I got out with that I was in a, a you know when you get to a, you're not as old as us so you won't know that yet but you get to a, you get to an age where you think well I can't go nightclubbing now and I can't do this and I'm, like I said to you earlier you know you've got an aching shoulder and you you think oh I'm not going running half marathon now my knee hurts and. <laughs> And, and and what have you got to look forward to? Do you know, it's 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 a very strange thing. I think it's especially the menopausal thing that's been very popular at the minute, isn't it? But you get to that age there, and what have you got to look forward to? I think that's why it affects many people's mental health. I think, I think just the whole age as well as your hormones. I think the whole thing just affects. But I I've never gone through it. I've never been moody or anything. You, go, so you see, and why is that? Is it because I think it, yeah, because it all sort of coincided with um, starting metal detecting. So I've not had any 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 mental health problems with it at all, and I I do put it down to going out all the time. It's incredible, isn't it? Hmm. I love my life now. I'll metal detect me now till I drop. I'll, I'll have something to do with like-minded people for the rest of my life. And if that's not a brilliant note to end on, I don't know what is. Thank you so much to Dawn and Chris for letting me tag along and be a metal detectorist for the day. If you'd like to follow them, you can find Dawn's videos on YouTube. Digger Dawn is the name of the channel. And you can find Chris where he's most active, which is on Instagram at Metal Detecting Holidays. And if this has inspired you to have a go at metal detecting yourself, we've put the links to the appropriate governing bodies for the pastime in the show notes for this episode. So please head there and have a little read so that all moves are made respectfully. And if you've got any curious content suggestions, quirky or cool accounts you follow of people who are just doing their thing and freaking loving it, please let us know because we just can't get enough. And if you are thinking about making your own podcast series, then we'd love to help. You can reach us through the Jano Media website or you can contact me directly if you like on sassy at janomedia.com. That's S-A-S-S-Y at janomedia.com. Otherwise, we hope to see you back here soon for the next episode of Signal from Jano Media. Ta-ra!